Discipline, Discipline Stoners. The gateway drug to mindfulness. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Let's roll one up and take a hit. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Let's roll one up and take a hit. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Let's roll one up and take a hit. Welcome, Welcome to back. another episode. Okay, hold on. Let's go <laughs> Three, two, one. That that has to be the opening. <laughs> That's the opening now. For We're sure. disciplined stoners. Welcome back. My name is Winnie. I'm 11, and today we are joined by an incredible human being. I'm so excited to have this conversation. He's a warm soul in cannabis. Winnie's going to introduce him properly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, okay, yes, we are thrilled. Where uh, you, he, he is a best-selling author, world-renowned chef, and cannabis culinary expert, which I love. Philanthropist, host of In the Weeds podcast. Please welcome Chef Jordan Wagman. Hola. Get your joints up for this beautiful human. Cheers, eh? Good to see you, buddy. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. Thank I you love so the energy already. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're goofy here, but thank you for taking the time because we know how busy you are. So you, <laughs> we read a little bit more about you. I know you from the Toronto cooking scene. I have a friend, Joe Friday, who brought me into the chef battles and I'd see you and be around him. I didn't actually know you were in uh, so in closely with cannabis. And that's possibly because it's just over the past five years, right, that you've been incorporating cannabis. Just to dive in, I think you're an amazing chef. I was just in an event where Jordan, where Chef Jordan was uh, putting up incredible few food that was infused, and it was so delightful. And you weren't too high; it was just perfect. But right off the bat, has there been a clash with maintaining your professional name in whatever established? Um, space you're in for you it's food food and beverage and incorporating cannabis has there been any sort of clash with that no i'll also add that i sit on the board of directors for one of the largest children's youth agencies and i'm you know as you said i'm i'm very much a a philanthropist so no like no my my goal and quite frankly i don't give a fuck like how's that like i don't care i I am doing this because I want to help to remove the stigma and to create a new narrative for people to know what cannabis can be in food and beverage. So no, it hasn't at all. And and, and in truth, when you come for a food experience for me, whether it's infused or not, it's always a food first experience. It's always, I want you leaving saying, again, infused or not, that that was one of the best meals I've ever had. Well, you you have such a presentation and a creativity and and the depth of your food is so well presented that it takes a professional like you. It takes us standing up. And we've talked about even the, the name of this having stoners in the title, you know, but it's more important to stand up for that. So I'm saying it takes someone with such a incredible what could be considered a mainstream valuable skill set is yourself and then to do it with cannabis it's so important so i love that you're on that side of it of fuck it <laughs> you know but you know what's funny is that there's i i have a new company it's called potluck infused entertainment and it's the world's first media company dedicated to the infusion of cannabis and food and beverage so conceptually it's the food network combined with youtube yeah but you know if you think about 
where everyone is in in cannabis and food, they they think that it's the brownies and the cookies and the gummies. They don't realize that we're like I'm well beyond that. I, although my uh, brownies are killer, but they're also really healthy and made with avocado and coconut oil and cacao and you know really quality ingredients. Mm. But it's it's more about the savory side of things, right? Well, you Where, were nailing it. You did an arancini with a goat like. Uh... Um, almost like a confit at the bottom of it. It was beautiful. That was good. That was good. They, I, 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 it was um, braised sweet, oxtail. Braised oxtail, right? Oh, and and it, but you did it with a coconut rice with the sweet, like sticky rice, and like the arancini belt was so exciting. Like you translate so much care when you get a product, when you get a weed. I geek out about weed, food, and music. I happen to do music for my primary like job, like you do food. I'm sneaking into it. Oh, what's this, dude? So, so I, I'm a musician at like, I was I, only three years ago. Did I stop gigging? I've been a front man. I've been a singer my whole life. I've taken oh. vocal lessons my whole life. You, you made know, the song, or... you made the intro for your podcast. Yeah, that's me singing. That's me playing. Yeah. That's my, I wrote that song. Oh, dude, that was so fucking good. And may I compliment you on your storytelling in that intro song? Because I've worked in food and beverage since I dropped out of school. I grew up around it and I was in fine dining. And dude, being in the weeds, in the thick of it, when it's fucking eight o'clock and the dinner rush come around again, and you're just fucking like in the trenches with your boys, the way that you tell that story of in the weeds is so we, good. We put our head down. We put our heads down. We band together. You never know we're in the weeds. Ah, yeah. And that is how I feel about the cannabis community too at times. Yeah. Because we kind of got to just like keep working. Like if someone's judging the fact that like this is a drug, it's, it's such an outdated thing. I don't even expect that anymore. But for anyone that really needs that update to like what this medicine is, it's like I feel like as a community, we, we kind of stay connected like that too. So In the Weeds is a great name. <laughs> All I have to do is tell my story. And anyone who wants to criticize, they can criticize and everyone can make choices for themselves. I've made the choice to educate myself, my family, my children, my son's in a freshman in, at Queens, like his first year university at Queens. Like he knows the difference between doing a line of Coke and doing mushrooms. And, yes. and again, I'm not advocating for my 18 year old son to, to smoke cannabis and to do mushrooms. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But I am saying that <clears throat> I know he smoked cannabis and I know he enjoys doing mushrooms. So the fact that he understands that there's a big difference between those natural medicines that we use to help to heal us. And of course they have this euphoric effect or can, um, but there's a big difference between that and cocaine or that and heroin. So, you know, I like to build the narrative and, and normalize that discussion because cannabis helped to heal me right yes. it's not i've smoked joints every day since i was 12 years old right like <laughs> i'll make that clear every day of my life since i was 12 years old i've smoked joints yeah, living buddy. in a tent well i mean listen it's just no matter where i am but i never understood honestly that it wasn't only because i enjoyed it it was because i struggled with an autoimmune disease since i was 12 years old and it helped me go to sleep and it helped me deal with the effects of an you know this chronic disease 
of psoriasis, right? Where you're constantly itching, you're constantly scratching, you're constantly in pain, and you need something to alleviate that. So it wasn't only because I enjoyed it, but I never realized it until seven years ago. So you, 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 know, you mentioned five years in, in terms of the time I've been cooking. I've been infusing cannabis into food since I was always. I Amazing. mean, it's just always. And but the I, difference, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you, like, I think you were just going to say about healing again, right? Like to, to use the element of this as a medicine for healing is so good, but also something that you said, which I've been exploring lately is the fact that we have to make an excuse. Like it's not enough if it just makes you feel good. And it's like, I, that's already enough. Like if it that's is hundred percent, like hundred percent, we think and we people, have to be in pain all the time. And, and, you know, and people think because, you know, someone gave me doTERRA uh, many years ago, which is essential oils. Right. And it was when I was, I was doing a lot of stuff on stage. So I did like Broadway stuff, not, not on Broadway, but I did a lot of charity things where we do a lot of Broadway performances and whatnot. And when I would go into meetings or I'd go on stage, I'd always take peppermint oil or lemon oil or a citrusy type of oil, which I now, you know, sort of associate with limonene and I'll put it on my hands and I'll, and I'll just smell it. And when I inhale it, it makes me you know, it's like I'm standing on my head, which I do every day, right? It's like, essential so it's just, oils. It's, it's, it's just, that's right. It's terpenes. And so that's when you don't have to apologize the fact that limonene or pinene or a terpene actually makes you feel good. And then, holy shit, if you combine it with cannabis, I mean, that's the entourage effect that everyone, some people call bullshit on, but I certainly subscribe to. No, it's like, and we know because Winnie is not only an actor, but she's a general manager of a cannabis shop in Toronto called 1922. And we, every strain that comes in or cultivar, sorry, every cultivar that comes in, we give it a harsh rating process to find, to get to the bottom of just where this quality of what, where this is on like a one to five scale. And it's pretty much like the smoke flavor, like the flavor of it, um, and and um, the, the, the so much of the experience is based off of like what you're getting from the terp profile, which you can taste and smell. And that's hundred percent. Like, it's so close to like the theory of like food is medicine, and it's like this is just a natural. You know medicine. how often how often do you go into a, a liquor store and say, "I want moonshine." I like, I want this. What, what alcohol do you have that has the highest alcohol content? Yeah. When, do you, when, when do you ever do that? You yeah. go in and you say like, I like, HC. I don't, right. But I don't drink. Like I hardly drink. And if I do, like I had a shot of tequila last night, it's only good quality tequila or a mezcal. That's it because it really doesn't have any inflammation concerns for my body. We're the same. I, it's exactly yeah, the same. But it tastes good. It smells good. And that's why I, you know, tequila is not shooter tequila anymore. You spend a couple hundred bucks on a bottle of tequila that you're going to sip. Yes. So it's a, it's the, the parallel I'm drawing is going into a retail environment where people need to be more educated on, okay, like what's the terpene profile? Sure. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you want over 20, you know, 20 milligrams. <laughs> Right, exactly. Twenty percent THC, exactly. But but 
18 is great if combined <laughs> yeah. with CBD and limonene. Well, yeah. and there is street names for, me, for this already. For oh, exactly. And it's all a personal profile, but there's street names for this already. When someone says the gas, they're talking about caryophylline. When someone's talking about, oh, the berry, I like that. I like that sweet berry shit. You know, they're talking of a collection between the, what's the lavender one? Linalool. 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 And of course, pining for that sativa, like those trees, like everyone likes those trees. Well, and the, that. Sh- the, the forest bathing right? People who, who like forest yeah. bathing, right? They, people respond like Scott Jennings. He was on my podcast. He's a super dope dude. He owns Pantry, a food company oh, in cool. California, and they're in now the OCS. Um, but he loves forest bathing, and he's, that's why he really responds well to piney, right? I mean, yeah. anyways, it's, and no, it's, we ha- we have already complex uh, relationships with specific terpenes, and I have a big quantum theory that it's just the frequency that you're resonating on is because each of these terpenes, just like the plant itself, resonates on a frequency of vibration. It is matter; it has to. It's of energy, and it's like these terpenes that are they're almost like there for you at certain times throughout your life, depending where you are. Like I, I this think guy's it's so, so sensitive too. Like he's the perfect weed connoisseur in that regard because you you just like really all of your senses I feel are heightened are you a Pisces I'm a Capricorn but but thank you I like Pisces Mm -hmm. so I consider that a a compliment I'm a Pisces yes I will say though um in the the retail space I I feel like that licensed producers are starting to hop on that education like more and more of this packaging is showing the terpene content and showing the the profiles as well so hopefully over time it's just you know people are going for that it's me ripped like high school. <laughs> you know, it's you, you, you use the word stoner before. And, and I was going down the path of explaining, you know, my new business and this, 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 uh, we call it the, the potluck, uh, excuse me, manifesto. Cool. And we refer to it, you know, in growing up, we refer to as potluck, uh, stoners and potheads and burnouts and now look where all those stoners potheads and burnouts are because i'm one of them yes. and you know my doc my, my doctor and lawyer buddy they're ones and you know the nba player he's one too oh, totally. yes. do you know what i'm saying and the doctors and and, and the teachers and so all, we are all the same we're still the same burnouts potheads and stoners the fact is is that the 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 the, the narrative has changed Right. So the acceptance has changed. Governmental governmental acceptance has changed that narrative mm-hmm. where now and, and typically and we talk about in the manifesto, typically that would take decades and decades oh, and yeah. decades. But it it's actually turning pretty quickly. The narrative, the acceptance for what it is that we do, because they are the very you know contributing members of society are those people that were the burnout stoners and potheads. They just so happen to have a shit ton of money now and are very influential (laughs) and making the decisions. (laughs) Totally nailing it. Yes, I love that. And it's like, when you prioritize cannabis usage, you're prioritizing healing. Yeah. You're prioritizing self-awareness. Everything that you said that I've loved so much so far, the root of it is mindfulness. You do, if you're going to have a tequila, do it mindfully. Enjoy every sip. Do it with the spirit, like with the consciousness of that action. And stoners are just that. Like that's, 
across the board. Yeah. Cause you know, you can go anywhere in the world. And if you got weed, like I've been on a beach in Mexico in front of her parents as I smoke weed is hilarious before they accepted <laughs> it. And I was making friends on the beach because rolling people joints because they wanted to, but they were scared to source it and get it. But I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> it's a little risky, but like, <laughs> I'm not saying go and do that. Yeah. I was lucky, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm saying there's this uh, underlying connection I feel between the stoners or bird outs or whatever. It's like, I don't really. We all find we find one another. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always. Oh, and we were also talking about this though. There is still, you know, uh, uh, I I think, anyways, and based on my own experience, that there is still like cannabis consumption usage as an escape. Um, so that that's still happening, and I think that the I actually think that the mindful aspect of it is now only starting to bubble within the community, whether or not it was always there irrelevant but i feel like there's a smaller group uh like there's a more niche group of people that are using cannabis in the way of wellness or or mind expansion do you think they're connected do i think that they're connected smoking weed and be mindful do you think yeah they're connected? definitely i think that most of the people that that i know that are potheads quote unquote uh, are pretty mindful people. Yeah. Are pretty aware. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Again, I don't want to paint everyone with the same brush, but yeah, I mean, certainly there's, you know, what's so special about our community is that, and again, it's not to say there's outliers and there's not assholes in our space. Of course there are. Every but, space. You know, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's the world we live in, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the more often than not, the people I meet in this space are pretty caring. They've, they've come to cannabis because cannabis has, has helped to heal them yes. or helped to heal a loved one. And so that's, that's something that's really, and I'm not suggesting that there aren't those who are in it solely for the purpose of making money. Right. You know, I, in, I didn't interview, I was actually pitching and meeting with, with a potential investor this week. And I asked him what brought him into cannabis. Was it solely, you know, the opportunity to capitalize on the, you know, on the opportunity or, or was there, you know, were there more, you know, um, substance driven, you know, motivations? sure. sure. Sure, absolutely. Culture. And and he said right out of the gate, no, uh, from, you know, from the get-go, it was because I, I did see that there was a, a tremendous opportunity to make money. Yeah. But once I started to be in the space and make a difference in the space, I realized that I can actually help to change people's lives. So that person, although he, you know, he had this coming to Jesus moment at some point in time, when whenever it was, but more often than not, the people I know in this space have been brought to the space because they see cannabis as more than just getting high, quote unquote. Yeah, it it becomes even, I feel even if you arrive there as an escapism, eventually, I think sometimes before you start smoking weed, you have so much buildup. Like for me, I started smoking weed late because my dad was a bahead when I grew up and I thought that that's why he wasn't disciplined. And, um, you know, in the ways that I felt mattered. So I always stayed away from it, um, it, doing it regularly. But when we actually had a romantic moment, we started smoking really more full time in our 20s, which is late for most pot smokers, like 21, uh, 22. Like I only started buying it at 23, 24. Um, But yeah, it's been like seven or eight years now. 
And I feel like it was a couple years of kind of, whoa, like this is a sedated state. But then eventually you start to sit and wonder what that little irking in your heart is. Why are you twisted? Why do you react so much? Like you start to actually sit yeah. with yourself and that takes time. Yeah, the truth eventually uh, exposes itself and it does it in such a way that feels safe and warm because if you're just like, you know, sometimes with some acid, you just drugs, go there. You just you, go and you're like, I'm fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and that can be really hard on your system. Um, and and Or do not- coke. Yeah, right? yeah. Or, yeah. Or do coke and I'm invincible. Yeah. yeah. And so- I, I'd rather, I'd rather take an edible. I love smoking joints. I'm only on bleached papers. I only really prefer buying, you know, or growing my own pot or buying someone else's homegrown. Otherwise I do love pure sun farms, but the point being that- <laughs> That's I, cool. So, he did a giveaway so I love them. But for me, it's, it, you know, I love getting high or, you know, taking cannabis and being creative. Yeah. I love picking up my guitar. I love, you know, going in the kitchen and creating. And I'll tell you something, you know, I had an epiphany when I was in Vegas. I, I was there working with a couple companies, but I, I recorded a podcast live off the floor with 30 people in the audience for Athletes for Care. And mm. so it was me cooking five course infused meal for Elias and, uh, and two other athletes, okay? And it was, and it was you know, it was a great, great time. But the fact is, is that number one, all of them had only known cannabis to be the gummies, the cookies, the brownies. So for me, that was, you know, that, that was really the biggest takeaway for me is that there's, there's way more to educate these people on. Fuck, I forgot my train of thought, but doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure. No, there no, no, you no. go. I, but no, there's, there's the there's the potheaded me. <laughs> yeah. No, I have it all the time. But th- was that Jess's thing? Was that like who through the event the the other the other week there too? She has uh, that- Jess hooked it up. She has athletes for care as a as a uh, yeah yes as a yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That also, was so fun, man. You you rock events like that. I love that. Also speaking on on to like there's the pothead in me. We talk about this a lot. There are a few realities of short-term like, memory smoking. loss. Uh, like that that, but then the honesty the honesty just to say fuck it and let it go that's a huge bonus and i don't yeah the the well the the i guess the pros far outweigh the cons where you're i'll take a moment of forgetfulness for just to let it go everything else that i get you know but um i i I love it doesn't bother me in the least and i don't embarrass like i i don't embarrass I love that. I could, <laughs> I could give a shit. You know, no, I'm not perfect. I think to your point, though, what you were saying, I love that. What you, the point, though, you were saying is a lot of people think it's just brownies and gummies with edibles, but they don't think to expand themselves past that. Because what is it really just like a garnish of butter, a prime ingredient of a sort of infused oil? Our friend Aaron has this company called the Clean Fusion, and it makes edibles. You just put the the little your flour in and it sits it in there and you can apply it to anything like I have some coconut oil here so like what are some of the fundamentals that you think someone should have around to start expanding outside of just the brownie and gummy realm yeah I I mean listen so I talk about creating what what I call a repeatable experience 
And I know what I was going to say. And that was that I, I said to MJ Stapley in Vegas, sorry, I'm going to go back here. Oh, good. But I said to her that when I went to culinary school in Florida in my 20s, I never fully appreciated why I'd smoke a joint at one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I'd smoke a joint all day, but one o'clock in the afternoon, take my shirt off, put my shorts on, put my running shoes on and go for a run in the dead of the heat. And the yeah. reason I was able to do that is because cannabis always allowed me to focus and oh. so, and, and zone in, right? So that's why yes. I'm cre I love being creative because it allows me to get in that zone. Absolutely. So you asked me, the, the question is with regards to creating repeatable experience is so fucking critical, meaning that if you have an edible today, you come over, you have one of my chocolate truffles again. They couldn't be healthier for you, hmm. but you have one today. I want you to different. have one next week. Well, my point is, is that I want you to have one next week and I want it to be the same or mm. really, or really close. And then a month later, I want you to have another one and know exactly the type of experience you're going to expect. Dosaging. If, right. So now number one, microdosing is everything for me. I don't believe in hero doses. I don't subscribe to it. Number two. There's no refined sugar in anything that I create. Refined sugar, again, this is the this is the, yes. the premise to which I create all of my food stuff under or you know everything that I talk about is refined sugar creates this barrier to absorption for the cannabis. So the cannabis itself becomes less bioavailable because the refined sugar, the body wants to absorb the refined sugar before it absorbs the cannabis. So your body doesn't even absorb all that cannabis. When you eat my cannabis infused food, I'm only putting three or four milligrams. Maybe you'll have five milligrams in something and it hits you. And how's the onset time? It's pretty fucking quick. Why? Because there's nothing impeding that absorption. So how do I get there? I buy. Now, do I infuse my own? A hundred percent I do. I never serve it to clients. I only infuse oils that I will consume for me, for my wife, and that's it. Why? Because unless I send that out to a lab, I can't tell you the percentage of THC or other cannabinoids, right. more, most importantly, THC that is inside my, or that is in my cannabis, right? So without knowing exactly that there's 26.2 milligrams per milliliter, I can't quote unquote guarantee within a margin how much is in each food stuff. That's why I buy all of my isolates, distillates, whatever cannabis I'm going to actually infuse for paying clients. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love everything sure. you just said. So, I mean, <laughs> I, that's so responsible, right? Like, oh, I love when well, you with the sugar, not having the sugar, it's already a huge bonus, but it just like is so in alignment with that wellness thing that we constantly go back to is having exactly the awareness of what you're putting into your body and how how it's affecting you and exploring that uh and then just thank you for creating what you do bro that is just so fantastic i appreciate that i mean truthfully um Jeez. this is my world now it's seven years ago after struggling a lifetime with psoriasis you know, perspective for the, for, for your audiences. I wrote every high school exam in the hospital. I spent a year and a half of my life living in a tent at the Dead Sea in Israel. Every day I'd wake up for, for 14, 15 hours a day. I'd sit in the sun and I'd get, you know, we were naked playing naked backgammon with the Danes. That was my psoriasis treatment. And yeah. so only until seven years ago, 
did I, did I struggle from one meeting with this natural path? I removed gluten, dairy, and refined sugar from my diet and began consuming cannabis, not only smoking it, but consuming in 60 days, 30 pounds melted off my body and my psoriasis went away. And so I, you know, I've been, it's ebbed and flowed for the last Mm. many years, but like, it's all health and wellness. Cannabis is, is medicine. It's something that shouldn't, you know, no one should derive shame from, from eating a plant. And the other part of it is I don't identify as a cannabis chef. I've spent 30 years cooking. I've written many cookbooks. I've worked with amazing chefs. I, I'm, I'm a chef. You're a chef. Cannabis is another great ingredient that I use. Like I use, you know, I, I braised a pork shoulder three days ago. I use basil and cilantro, you name it. Chanterelles in season. Like mm. it's just another great ingredient that I use in my food. You're my fucking hero. <laughs> I love this so much, man. Do you use topicals at all for uh, like flare-ups? So it's funny. At my show, the, at my gig the other day, I don't Nouveau. know if you saw New v. like this new Vive. Yeah. Yes. So they were they were activating at our Canna Cabana High Tide event last Friday. And I never, ever use topicals. The only topical I have is coconut oil. That's the only thing I've used for a decade. That's yep. all nice. I put on. But I found this, they gave me a care package and I have to tell you, uh, this is mind blowingly good. Like yeah. it, it, facial and, and hand cream, like, bro. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Bro. Like, every right? single day. Yeah. It's every right. day. Beautiful. I've been- I, it actually really shocked me because I've tried some other specific face topicals and I haven't yeah. even I see the difference like it in my face like it's really that, that CBD is in there that inflammation I am not puffy in the morning yeah, you it's know amazing shout out Sam that girl who was there giving facials with this she was on oh. my story she put this together they she like yourself like you're a chef she is like a what do you call a skin person Beautician? <laughs> or is she esthetician is she or ortologist some skin to- she's a, she a dermatologist she's like she's not so- a dermatologist she's very good at her job <laughs> <laughs> and then they only started adding cbd recently so the rest of this like to make all the smells and everything oh I'm yeah it smells so it's good a- you know what? Let's all put on our new beef. How's that? Yeah, dude. How Shout out new beef. Oh, this is just I have good. I makeup on, so I'm gonna put it on my hands. Oh, it feels so, so good. good, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm. I love moisturizers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love them. I'm very critical, and I told them that right there and then that I am not easy to convert um because i i've had psoriasis my whole life right so like i feel when something has alcohol in it yeah you know it's like putting lemon on an open wound like you feel it immediately this is amazing oh i love it and it's just so enriching it's not because sometimes you can feel like in in some of the creams that are just acting as vehicles to deliver the cbd and that's fine too but this one feels like it could be just a dope cream even without yeah. You know, I'm not critical. I try not to be critical for everyone. There's something for everyone, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Every, there's different strokes. I'm very critical that there is no 
there are no healthy food stuff like edibles, that, which we call, you know, edibles out there. There's no fucking healthy edibles on the market. And that's the only thing that right? really sort of chaps my ass to steal from uh, Dumb and Dumber. You know, like it just it, it makes no sense to me. And then then again, like the other part of that is Adrian Nyman. Yeah, I don't know if you know Ollie. You're familiar with Ollie? Yeah. The edibles company. Okay. Yep. So Adrian, Adrian is their chef. He's also one of the greatest restaurateurs in Toronto. Uh, he, he's the food dudes. Um, mm. But outside of him, like cannabis companies and me, cannabis companies are dealing with food scientists. I don't understand it. I'm not suggesting food scientists shouldn't play a role, yeah. but yeah. culinarians should be behind the scenes Absolutely. creating food stuff. I tasted a beverage and I won't because I don't didn't because I hated it. I won't say the name of the beverage, Um, but it was awful. And I said to the man, I said to the, you know, the rep, I won't, I'm trying to be really kind, but I said, it tasted like baby aspirin and it was awful. (laughs) And the fact is, I'm going to ask you what that is when we're offline, (laughs) offline. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, how the fuck does that get passed? I agree. R&D. Like, how does that get signed off on? Just it makes e- no e- sense e- to me. Eager to make a business, I think. A, a lot of people who are in um, certain businesses that just look for that sort of potential gain rather than like a really lose yourself because you're a craftsman you care you think some people making these decisions ultimately of what goes on market or not don't even know what a terpene is yeah well but- not all consumers care either i mean is, is yeah. the reality of it too, that's true right? too like yeah. that's about literally half of the market even looking at it as medicinal or even those people that do just want to like gosh crush a couple thc drinks as though they were beers yeah right. i guess they're not gonna did you about- see uh a hot sauce just dropped in Ontario in the legal no. market. I haven't no. tried it yet, but uh, I'll. Do you know whose do. product it is? Well, when you said Ollie, it might be like a, a sub. Of Ollie? Okay, of I'll Ollie, check it out. But okay, because that's in the back of my head right now. But I, I don't um, know okay. for sure. Yeah. The future savory. I mean, that there's no question. You know, yeah. like uh, that. That's my focus. When people come for infused experiences, there's like you have 15 courses with right like so and and 15 courses is only three of those are going to be desserts so you're going to have raw flour and cbd and cbg and cb and cbn and thc and raw like you're going to have the whole gamut as much of a whole flour experience as i can provide because that's what i want people to know about or as and associate with edibles is the savory side of things because i do believe that that is the future there will come a day where you can go and buy the soups and the sauces and you know and the teas off the shelf and so on and so forth yeah i think that cbd should be added to everything so therefore there should be an everything version of a <laughs> cbd at least and then thc just just for your day like i've been microdosing mushrooms quite a bit like over this past like year and it is just like a lovely little lift. I'm like, this should be in everything. How and big? It, uh, How, what's oh, your micro? Mm, point two, micro. point three. How often are you doing it? Two times a week. So it's funny. I said to my buddy at Lyft last week, I said, you know, I've been microdosing point two, I don't know, easily four times a week, five times a week. Like yeah. I, you know, but right before I go to sleep. Oh, big time. So and then when I you wake up the best sleep, it keeps me 
sleep. It's unbelievable. What was funny was my buddy and and uh, but they give me so much energy. Well, I I for me like point two, it just it gets me to sleep and keeps me there. But my buddy, when I said that to him, he's like, you know, you're really not supposed to do that. I'm like, and 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 I Patrick who owns who's the CEO of Microdose. Uh, I don't know if you know Patrick, but he's fucking cool as shit. And he was standing beside us. And my response to my buddy was, we are an end of one. It works for me. It may yeah. not work for you. It may not work for the general public, but I microdose almost every single night, like four or five times a night, a week. And it is, it's been life changing for me. Uh, life changing. And yeah. I bet you just wake up with a better attitude about life and a little more pep in your step and a little more face towards the sun energy, I call it. Life's humbling, brother. Like life can yeah. be very humbling. You know, yeah. I left my family's business eight months ago because for the last, which this is what most people don't know about me. For the last, like in 2002, I left Colorado Springs. I was a chef hotel there. And I joined my family's business here in Toronto. And I'm working for my cousin and my uncle, my father, my mom, and everyone. And only eight months ago did I leave. I was director of sales while concurrently I had, you know, I'm working on my sixth cookbook and, you know, restaurants and, and consulting. And my entire culinary world, as everyone knows it to be, was my second full-time job. Wow. So I left my family's business so that I can completely focus on this world. And I'll tell you, like, you know, it comes with, like we all have, a little bit of stress. And I wake up with a lot less weight on my shoulders. And that's life changing for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does. It can get heavy. It can get hard. We always try and find a higher perspective. Of like, you know, cannabis is so in part with that of just like, what lesson am I supposed to learn? Like through this struggle. And as you said, it's humbling. And it helps you breathe through it. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, I, I've learned so many lessons in my life. Like, and I'll, I'll tell you the fastest story, but, you know, like, I don't mind. I curate me on social media. I don't want people to look at my life and say, oh, like, you know, makes great food and what a great life like no i was gonna get divorced four years ago like that, that's yeah. not fucking true like you no one really you know knows my life the way it truly is but i do try to curate that on social media so people can resonate with my struggles as much as they resonate with my successes mm. i was getting married in 2000 i was the chef of the platinum club here at the at the ACC or what is the Scotia Bank Center now? I opened up the Air Canada Center in '99. Okay, I accepted a job at the Grand Lido Resort in Negril, Jamaica, to be the executive sous chef because hey! I was chasing. You've been there, Negril, yeah, yeah, not. I love Negril, yeah. So we were because of my psoriasis. I needed to get out of Toronto and get back to the sunshine. Yes. Long, very long story short. The, the second time I went, which was the week I was getting married, not the week before, the week I was getting married, was the second time I went to Jamaica, brought all my bags with me. They asked me to stay one extra day. And on that day, they called me into the GM's office and said, and I quote, no one will eat the food if you cook it. Why? Because they saw me tanning. They saw my psoriasis head to toe. They, they thought I had a contagious disease. Oh, I lost no. my job. I lost my all expense 
Vince's honeymoon across the island. I had already given notice of my job in Toronto, already lost my apartment, getting married three days later. I had nothing. And I'll tell you something, talk about lessons learned. If that didn't happen in 2002, I never would have been nominated for a James Beard Award, which was absolutely life altering for me from a, from a professional standpoint. So, so, so all of, when you talk about lessons being learned, I constantly am eyes wide open for all of those lessons, because in the moment they're hard to see years later, I can tell you at 49 years old, I am where I am professionally because of that happening to mm. me. Fuck, dude. That is, that is so nice that to is hear. so but nice also, to hear. Like, and also just like a, a bit of a um, itchy truth to, to, to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> oh my God, that's sorry. hilarious. Good pun. <laughs> good. I'm so... <laughs> No, don't be at all. No. It's the itchy a, truth. It is. No, it, it, because because it's hard to swallow sometimes that life feels like it's chewing on you when actually there's just so much more around the corner. There's a that, blessing that, that you just can't see yet. You want to give into the low hanging fruit of going fuck this situation and like this is so unfair. But I know what you mean by that is like there's this irking annoyance that has to do with the fact that there is a blessing in this fucking shit platter you've just been served yeah and if you wake up in the morning and i'm not suggesting i can do this on a daily but if you can wake up in the morning and you can say like i know i'm gonna fuck up today but i also know i'm gonna learn today i know i might let someone down but i also know i can impact someone's someone's life in a positive way you know there's always this yin to the yang yeah. and if you can't be perfect but you can certainly find balance it's all about the balance knowing even sometimes now when things are going real good i'm like there's gonna be a lull sometime and when it's like low i'm like it's gotta get better <laughs> it has to yeah and i think we don't think of balance as enduring sometimes when life punches us in the face in not only enduring it but uh uh moving through it with grace you know i i think people don't they're like that's not what balance is like off the top of their head you're, you're thinking well balance is where everything sort of feels just right <laughs> eventually it gets <laughs> you know? better your center point gets better because yeah. you stop like having such extremes i feel like to bring yourself closer to the center but that's but i also think but don't you think that balance is also you know, it's, I'll give you an example, going back to my, my wife and I have been together for 30 years, right? Wow. I met when I was, when she was 18, I was 20. We met at summer camp, right? So when, <laughs> when, Dude, summer camp, we no, we met when I was 18 and she was just turning 20, just turning 20. No way. <laughs> So there you go. So you could be us in many, many, many years. Yeah. Cheers, man. That's amazing. So, but you know, the fact is, is like she, it's, it's, it wasn't, there was a period of time we were going through some really hard times in our marriage. And, and it was just about four or five years ago. And what was really critical was not going, was not, was going into therapy and owning my shit because yes. that's, balance like when you say listen you fucking pissed me off and this is what you did to negatively impact me but at the same time you have to say 
but I appreciate what I did to you. And I appreciate the situation that I put you in or the perspective that you had on the situation. And that's balance, right? Yes, Is absolutely. owning your shit and not thinking that you're, you know, your shit doesn't smell. When, when and also not adding that light layer of shame to your shit. I think we don't want to own our shit because it makes us feel shameful. No, the best thing is to take as much responsibility as you can in the moment. So I'm scarred by being like the like crazy class clown, uh, you know, you can leave now class. So I'm like, everyone's like a night through a bad guy. So as soon as there's a <laughs> beef now, right? As soon as you're a beef, I'm like, oh, for sure. Like you're critiquing this about me you're you're missing 300 things buddy like you must not know yeah. the rest about me yeah. like i'm exactly. so ready to look down the barrel of someone's judgment i'm a fucking you know freestyle rapper so i'm always looking for people to look at me to fuck up but a recent parting with some folks that I was doing some, you know, potential work with, uh, you know, we had like a very natural kind of falling out and, it, you know, no one had to get their heart broken. It was just a very, I'm taking responsibility. Here's as much as I can take responsibility for. I love you guys. I wish you the best. I'll catch you on the rebound. And that I realized through doing it so many times is so not the normal that people don't even know how to react. And I am being told constantly that it's almost rude for me to expect that of people because where they're gonna take time with their ego to heal, it's, it's not common to take as much responsibility as possible because I'm doing that selfishly to find all these little learnings. I'm like, oh, I was an asshole. I spoke from my ego at this point. I won't do that next time. I'm like, boom, check. And next that, you know, and I try to take it, but there is something so uncommon about that, that it, it breaks my heart, but I'm going to continue to act with it because it just feels so damn good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's funny. I feel like sometimes people just can't really understand where I'm coming from, where my honesty is coming from. I think I'm, I catch people off guard with how honest I am. And, and sometimes to a fault, because I will say to them, and maybe it's because I've been in therapy since I was eight years old. And I, you know, I call myself a mental health survivor, not advocate. I lost a good friend five months ago. He took his life and I'm a survivor. You know, he, he, he lost the battle to this awful disease, but you know, I'm, I'm in tune with me. So if I'm telling a grown man, Hey, listen, this is how you made me feel. Sometimes I catch people off guard with that because they're yeah. like, dude, you're a 49 year old burly, like, man you're telling me how you Beautiful. feel Beautiful. i'm like of course i am because that's how i know how to communicate it's the only way because then i know then i know if if i've done everything i can to communicate the way someone's impacted me oh. then i can walk away with my head held high saying you know what i can look at myself in the mirror and and and, and be comfortable that I've checked all the boxes and I'm a good human and I can walk away sort of head held high. That's but man shit. That's what the burly, that's what should be, that's what should come to mind. But as well, you were just saying- that's a balance of masculine and feminine no, energy. That's, so, that, that's, that's you saying I'm not going to uh, let you like penetrate these boundaries I've created for myself. And it's also saying, look, I, I'm a human being uh, this is what I'm going through right now. Like, can we have a vulnerable conversation like that? That literally it will encapsulate how to um, 
sort of uh, disintegrate this idea of toxic masculinity. Like we absolutely need to be talking about how men specifically feel or people that have a really hard time with their feelings, bottle it up. And then it comes out in, you know, really aggressive or un- unsafe ways. It's and, so and, you th- and you think about where I am in the cannabis space, right? Like I'm, I, I come at this from health, like health and wellness. So how many men are out there talking about refined sugar and health and wellness? And, and it doesn't, it's, it doesn't happen often. I mean, specifically in the cannabis space, I'm an yeah. outlier and, and I like being that outlier. It is my differentiator for sure. The fact that, and, you know, and this was something that, someone said to me and I'll, I started writing about it because someone called me a cannabis chef the other day. And I, and I mentioned, you know, I don't consider myself that. Fuck adjectives. It's just, it's strange to me, but there's a different approaches to cooking with cannabis that I thought was interesting. And I dissected them a little bit in my head. You know, there's the one, there's the, there's the, the person who's the infuser who will cook a dish, macaroni and cheese, craft macaroni and cheese, and then put you know, one, one milliliter, 20 milligrams of THC on that, mix it up. And, you know, they're infusing their finished product, right? Right. That's not what I do. I actually infuse the food stuff with the cannabis, with the terpenes and create something. So, you know, it's, there's just different mm. ways to approach life with different ways to approach cannabis. For me, I have spent so much time finding me that I only want to surround myself with people that make me feel good, both in real life and on social media. I'll, I will stop following someone if they curate something that makes me, that get that triggers me. Protect and, your and peace. Use, protect yeah, your man. peace. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, my balance. I got to check. I got to protect my balance. You know, it's you bad are enough when I drive on the road. You are. Yeah, I know. That's I feel right. you. You're an artist. And when you're an artist, you got to put your heart into everything. And if your heart's not right for yourself, it's certainly not right to give. So it's a whole little trifecta of self-awareness is the work to get to the best product. But um, yeah, the fact that you're a you're such a chef and a craftsman with it and not just like infusing and creating things almost like with the pairing in mind. It's just, it's important. It's important work. I have a, yeah, I think that what you're doing is extremely creative. And I guess because I know that you've wrote so many um, cookbooks when you're writing recipes, when I'm always curious as to when you're creating this, when is it done? <laughs> like, when do you, when you're like, when are you like, yes, this is the recipe now. <laughs> and then you can write it down and, and share it with people. You know what? It's so funny because I've written thousands of recipes and more often than not, the recipe's done. The recipe's done. I document it as I'm creating and the recipe's done. Now, now I will go back and test that recipe again at two or three times, but the recipe is done. It doesn't happen often that I'll create something and don't like the finished product. It, it actually rarely happens. The most recent experience I can, I can cite is cannabis related. Myself and chef Romain Avril, he's, uh, you know, the guy's a rock star, Michelin star trained chef. He's a good friend of mine in Toronto. We did a, a public event here and we had some terpenes. And the terpenes I use are from Flow Scientific in BC. They are the most concentrated terpene profiles I've ever come across. They're incredible, but they're also incredibly powerful. I ruined 
a dish completely and had to throw it away. I couldn't serve it because I added too much terpenes. And because they're so concentrated, no matter what I did, the normal fixes in the in in a culinary uh, the balancing sort out. of environment. Yeah, I, I, there was there was it wasn't having it. Sorry, so it we just... literally which which terp was it? It was a profile. So which oh. which is almost like a, a it's it's a an amalgamation of two of couple different profiles. Couple mixes. They create like there's one that that I use my favorite actually it's called blue skittles it smells like a blue skittle and so i infuse that into a blueberry puree i don't know did you try it at my at my party oh, i served maybe. it at my party it was oh, a cure it was a cure royale basically a takeoff of a cure royale so it was a blueberry puree infused with this blue skittles terpenes with alcohol free sparkling on top oh, and it is freaking killer me and matt were drinking those back to back to back to back <laughs> those drinks that had the blueberry yeah the little puree dude that was so fucking good matt was oh, like so terpenes yeah dude he was like i'm not sure what this is but this tastes amazing and then yeah. we don't, i don't drink that much alcohol so i had two with sparkling wine which was the plan so i respect the vision but then i just started to get him to pour that with sparkling water <laughs> i had like three of those there was no alcohol in that one it's alcohol free no i know that's so i don't yeah oh, yeah so in, i won't no alcohol never in my cannabis oh so that sparkling wine didn't have alcohol in it alcohol free oh you're a fucking prince that's someone who looks out for you completely right through because you said alcohol the experience. free Thanks. Just yeah, for yeah. my no, own, I didn't even know that, just, but I started doing this water. Just for my own clarification, I need to get, get in these these terpenes that you're talking about. Is it an oil that it comes in, or what? What? Yeah. So so think about essential oils. Same yeah, thing. Okay. So DoTerra. Okay. So yeah. it's basically, but but you know, one or two drops of a DoTerra tangerine or blue. You know, they they have this. Uh, uh, deep blue, which is like their A five three five sort of composition, but it's like one drop of their terpenes is like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the equivalent is. Okay. It's, it's just yeah. crazy powerful and concentrated. So this is totally random and I apologize for the randomness of it, but in the soda pop bubbly, it's soda water and natural flavor. And I've been trying to figure out, I always thought it was essential oils, but now I'm thinking probably right now it's most more likely terpenes. Oh yeah. Most likely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Most, most likely, but, but it's also not necessarily cannabis derived terpenes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it's just yeah, right. So you have to be really careful with that. Like, listen, the, the beverages that are on the market I, and I, I hate painting everyone with the same brush and I know the cannabis industry fucking hates me when I say shit like this, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's just garbage. Like it's just, it's not. And I, I so, so here's the point. There's something for everyone. There needs to be something for everyone. I get it, but there's nothing for me. Mm. There's nothing for me. So if there's something for everyone, why do I have to be the only one making it? <laughs> Fact is, is that I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that in the next two years, there will be a, an, an appreciation for serving this marketplace and that my edibles will also be on the market and I will find a suitable partner because I'm not willing to work with just anyone. So mm. that's my hope.
Dude, I <sighs> feel excited that you stated that here. So when that manifests in its beautiful due process time and we catch up, we'll get to take this snippet and be like, remember that? Oh, and then this happened. Yeah. Oh, and then you're everywhere. And then best edibles ever. Thank totally. you. Well, if I was going to see you in Niagara this week at the uh, Grow Up, I would bring you some uh, some of my edibles to try. So oh, you never know. I need to get a car and get down to Niagara right now. <laughs> I'll be there early, dude. <laughs> the one thing he'll be on time for is cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> so That's did, awesome. did you not like school as well? Hated it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. First, it's funny. I, I I've mentioned this couple many times now on my podcast that someone, and now I forget which chef it was. It might have been Michael Michael Smith said the first A I ever got was when I went to culinary school, and I was like, dude, I think it was Michael Smith, and I was like, dude, that yeah. resonates with me. Like that's the first time I ever received an A in my life is when I started actually studying something that I gave a shit about. Yes. 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 Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I believe that was in that episode with him that that he said that. Oh, man, I know high school was was I dropped out. And uh, yeah, it seems as though to have this kind of critical thinking free spirit, it doesn't really fit in the box. And not being afraid to be honest about like really where you're at doesn't fit in the box. So I love that there's a new world with people and leaders like yourself that are like really setting forth the fact that we can be at all, dude. This is like I think good I shit. think you know you've got I've got twelve friends, six of them. They've got MBAs, they went to law school, they're, they're doctors, they're very successful, make a lot of money, they live a, a, a great life. And then I have the other six friends over here who didn't finish university, who didn't finish high school, who also have as much opportunity, as much money, as much success as any one of those guys, potentially more, quite frankly, as an accumulation of wealth. But you know, the point being, they're all fucking happy. And that's what's critical. Go to school if that's what makes you happy. I went to school. I went to culinary school. I was sitting in a lecture hall at York University, two credits shy of my BA, and said, I'm done. My psoriasis is killing me. I hate what I'm studying. I love to cook. I want to be a chef. I moved to Florida. I lived with my grandmother. I'm an American citizen. I signed up for like culinary school, and that was my life. And so, you know, find your life, find your happiness, find your peace. I think we're so fucking caught up with what we think we're supposed to do, what's expected of us, you know, what are people going to think of us? Who gives a shit? Like, honestly, I'm so tired of social media. I'm so tired of my <laughs> friends being deplatformed from social media. Yeah. I'm tired of people curating the bullshit on social media. I'm just tired of it all. Like, it's yeah. for me, it's a means to an end. It's a means to continue to communicate with my, with, with my people who want to hear from me, who want to resonate who, who want to just who want to learn and who want to you know just be entertained and 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 just maybe put a smile on their face every once in a while but not take themselves too fucking seriously the clarity um, in that bro is just so perfect and you you're constantly creating that vibe i i think that's that's so important the the clarity of that the passion that you have behind that and you don't get lost in confusion and a thousand different options when you start making choices of what you want and like commit to that i also think it was amazing uh that the the best treatment for your psoriasis was to go be in a beautiful sea with salt and be in the sun. 
And that sort of natural healing is also 100% what we're- Mind, body, spirit, right? Like it's, it's, it's how can you be physically healthy without finding, you know, how can you be mentally healthy without your physical health? And, you know, I could never find my mental health. Let me say it a different way. I did find mental health when I was able to find my physical health. Yes. And yes. It's, it's, it was just as simple as that. And, and now, like truly not a day goes by that, I don't want to positively impact someone. And, and that's what life is supposed to be. And I say, you know, fuck, like if I, God forbid, something happens to me tomorrow, you know what, like I've raised two really awesome kids who do well in school, who are, who have street smarts, you know, just, I, I, I've made an impact on this world. You know, my wife likes me. I'm good. You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like at 49 years old, I've done a lot of shit in my life. And it's just, it doesn't matter about money. It only matters about your legacy is how you've impacted people. And I think that I've impacted enough people in this world and want to continue impacting more, but that that is my legacy. And so that's, I can wake up every day pretty clear about what my goals are. Mm, dude i'm gonna play that over for my own (laughs) that's like a channel that soothed me you opened the frequency there for us thank Mm -hmm. you that's so gorgeous oh so usually we have two segments on the show i'm so full right now when you're full you give and just as you were saying when you want to give every day it's good so you just filled up my heart brother thank you uh we usually do two segments one is fun fact and Winnie usually gets someone to make a song about that um but she's not going to do a fun fact I'm going to do a do the Dow. but I was wondering if you wanted to make an intro song for my segment called do the Dow. yeah he does yeah it does um Do the Dow, do the Dow. I said, do the Dow, and do the Dow, and do the Dow, and do the Dow. Hey, do the Dow. Do the Dow. <laughs> Do the Dow. <laughs> Do the Dow. That was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Intro song by Chef Jordan. The Dow, number 63. Act without doing. Work without effort think of the small as large and the few as many confront the difficult while it is still easy accomplish the great task by a series of small acts the master never reaches for the great therefore she achieves greatness when she runs into a difficulty she stops and gives herself to it She doesn't cling to her own comfort. Therefore, problems are no problem for her. 
loved that. Oh, that oh, was good too. That was so oh. good. If there wasn't just a more perfect one, it always kind of synergistically lines up with the intention of the frequency that we've been resonating on. Yeah. And bro, wow. that was a reflection of you, brother, for Absolutely. sure. Wow. You put, you put my heart at ease. <laughs> that was fun. And this that is... intro song, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. So we good. You do all our intro songs. Oh, man. I love it. Fuck. Well, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful conversation. I'm going to, I'm going gonna to play this back immediately. Are there any uh, final thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with or the people in this time space reality? So I have this here because I don't ask people for anything, but this is a book called uh, the art of cooking with cannabis that I contributed to, uh, actually was the only Canadian that contributed to it. This is an aggregate of many different chefs. It is nominated for a People's Choice Award up against uh, Jacques Pepin and many of the top culinarians, mainstream, mainstream, quote unquote, culinarians. So if people could please go to People's Choice Awards and vote, vote for the art of cooking with cannabis, that would be a huge help. Oh right. my God, yes. Is that, when is the deadline for that? Just out of curiosity. It's, I don't know. Okay. I do not, <laughs> I well, we'll do not know. We'll drop we'll this, we'll drop this as soon as possible then. And um, for those who are watching on YouTube, you can see it. Jordan just held, held it up. Uh, but for those listening, it is just the most beautiful looking book. What's on the cover there? A, a butternut squash yeah. soup. There's something just. No, this looks like a corn chowder. And I'll show you. There's, uh, again, there's this one spot where it's like they give some love to Canada, um, which I thought was pretty cool that Canada got their own page and then realized that there was only one Canadian in it. But hey. <laughs> But listen, like I, you know what? People's I'm, Choice I'm, Award, dude. That's so cool. It's huge. It's that's huge. I mean, again, like oh, there I am. There's like O Canada. Yeah. O Canada, and then what do we have? What did they do? Oh, they did uh, my CBD tomato sauce and uh, chicken kale meatballs. So, yeah, so it's a CBD infused uh, pesto and tomato sauce. And these are chicken kale meatballs, which is one of my signature dishes. And it literally has two ingredients, a really fine chop of kale and ground chicken. Couldn't be easier. Oh, Oh, that is so brilliant. I definitely have to steal that and try and make that. Dude, that's so good. Congrats. And in the pesto, it was the olive oil. Olive oil. So all of my pestos are always cheese-free and nut-free. So mm-hmm. they're really just herb purees. So right. pesto, scallions, you can put chives in it, but garlic and olive oil. Sometimes a little acidity if you want, but it obviously acidity can turn your green gray. So I try mm-hmm. to keep acidity out, but it just adds flavor. So if you're going to, you know, put asparagus on the grill or barbecue a chicken or pan sear fish or anything else, you put a little you know dollop of that herb puree to finish your vegetables your meats your fish whatever Mm. and it just takes it to the next level that's perfect and one more time where can people get that book so they can vote for it 
But where is so, it available on Amazon or? This is available where books are sold as are mine. All of my books are available where books are sold. My newest book is one that I'm most proud of. It's called Will. Um, now I've myself the deadline of spring 2022 this is i'm not working with a publisher this time around it is all my recipes it's all my copy so for a year i wrote a blog uh, a couple of years ago it was very cathartic i wrote about mental health and psoriasis and finding my health through food and cannabis and so on so it's all my recipes all my copy all my my stories and uh, all my pictures so it's all my content yeah. um, so that's going to come out in spring 2022 yeah it's called oh. Will by Jordan Wagman. We'll definitely Super forward stoked. to, hey, to reading and that. And on socials? Yeah, I mean, socials, you can find me everywhere at Chef Jordan Wagman. Great. And don't forget to listen in the weeds. Yeah, yes. we we love the, I was just listening to the one with Michael Smith. I used to watch him too on TV, man. It me was so too. good. You guys just had a really good, thorough conversation. And I love the thing you said at the end of it too, where let's just be kind to each other. Let's just be good people. Yeah. And like just putting that reminder out there. Simple, man. Simple clarity. I love it. It's uh, now I've added a little shtick about mental health because my friend took his life, um, you know, as I said, many months uh five six months ago um but yeah let's be good people is a pretty simple one like i i could have said stop being assholes but i <laughs> decided to just put a positive spin on it and let's let's just be good people yeah energy goes or you know uh energy flows where attention goes or whatever so yeah we always yeah. say let's let's focus on the positive thing positive but yep. yeah, just being open and good to talk about it. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Such a blessing. So wonderful to chat with you. Yes. This was awesome. You guys are awesome and you need to come on my podcast. This was amazing. Yes. I'm so yeah. super down, man. Yeah, I'm so yeah we definitely need to have you. This is amazing. I'm not used to being interviewed anymore. I'm used to asking the questions. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're a delight, man. This is yeah. awesome. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate Thank you, brother. You. Talk to you soon. Bye, Much everyone. Love. And everyone, I look go, forward to it. Go check out Chef Jordan and vote for that book, yes. People's Choice Awards. We'll link it. Congratulations again. Thanks, guys. Discipline Stoners. The gateway drug to mindfulness. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Let's roll one up and take a hit. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Let's roll one up and take a hit. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Roll one up and take a hit. Do the Dow. Do the Dow. I said do the Dow. And do the Dow. And do the Dow. And do the Dow. Hey, do the Dow. Ooh. Do the dog.